Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Great player, very creative. Got a little physical on me in the corner there, so uh, he's lucky he had the bubble on or I was going after him. We're going to try. That's Patrick Kane following the big game last night, referencing Bedard putting a hit on him at one point, the big bubble. That's uh, He's protecting his jaw, you know, the broken jaw that, that he had. And now joining us on the Circa Resort and Casino Hotline is Phil Thompson, CircaLasVegas.com. Phil does a great job with the Tribune. Phil, good morning. How are you, buddy? I'm greatly thanks for having me. How are you doing? Well, I, I mean, yesterday was by far the best day of the year for the Blackhawks. It was, you know, obviously it ends in a loss. So that tells you something <laughs> about the season they're having. But, you know, yeah. I, I was saying this morning um, that I felt, Phil, I felt the rhythm of the day, right, starting – with Chelly and the banner ceremony and the players out there and everyone in their Chelios t-shirts and all that, all the way through to the opening of the game and then the Caner tribute and then the actual game itself and the and the ending and everyone cheering for Patrick Kane. I, I thought the whole thing had like a rhythm to it that was beautiful. It was just a great day and and it was even – you know, even even like a little melancholy included with, a, you know, a mm. former great player no longer with the team being the guy that wins the game and everybody has to cheer about Detroit winning. There, there was just something about that day that made it super special. No, absolutely. And for us in the media, that day started even earlier when uh, Patrick Kane was at the Ritz-Carlton right. holding court with a lot of – some of the familiar faces to him reminiscing about guys like Patrick Sharp and telling that hilarious story. Uh, I, I don't know if you heard this, Molly. I just want to share it real quick because it, it cracks me up. 
but he, he said that uh, Patrick Sharp uh, used to tell him he was like basically a super silver spoon fed, you know, first draft pick baby that you know got every opportunity that he wanted uh, because he was the number one overall pick, and then uh, Patrick Kane shot back that well. You should have worked harder when you were a kid. <laughs> That's great. That's great. And that applies to Bedard, right? I mean, he's now protecting yeah. Bedard, too, with that. Yes. Beautiful. Phil, I mean, uh, first of all, good to talk to you. Um, your first when, oh, you're you wa- when you're watching this game last night and you're seeing Kaner and Bedard on the ice at the same time, you see the check that Bedard gives Kaner. I mean, seeing the two worlds collide, what was that like for you having been a guy covering this team for a while? Well, it's really like three worlds colliding. You're looking at these yeah. generations, you know, uh, you know, Chelios and Kane, and they're mutually, uh, you know, effusive words about each other. And then, you know, here you have Bedard, the the upstart, the heir apparent. Uh, I, I thought it was so poetic that you know he sneaks up on Kane and kind of says, uh, you know. Here I am, old man. <laughs> you know, this is my team now. With that little, uh, you know, shiver into the boards. Uh, you know, you couldn't have scripted it any better, uh, except, you know, Kane and DeBrinket getting, uh, quote-unquote, revenge against the Hawks uh, with that, you know, rally and overtime game winner. I, you know what was amazing to me is, you know, just watching guys that showed up for it, and, you know, there's Dennis Rodman, there's John McEnroe, John McEnroe. Uh, at yes. one point, they cut to Mark Messier. I didn't know Mark Messier was there. And I'm like, holy God, look at this. <laughs> Wayne Gretzky comes in. He yes. talks to everybody. Went to both teams. Sydney Crawford, that, that might have been the biggest moment of the whole damn day when she buried <laughs> that goal. That was awesome. Yeah, sign her up, man. Put her on the third line. <laughs> Well, they need some help, let's be honest. Um, look, and Bedard is is a tremendous talent, and it's so great to watch that guy play. But the Blackhawks are in a complete rebuild. Everybody knows that they got a lot of young players in the minor leagues that will be on the way. I still, They still have two first-round picks this year, I believe. Maybe they yes. get, get that kid from Boston University, and they, they just double down. They go Taze and Kane on the whole damn thing. But it, it's um, it it was just a great day be, because it reminded you of the past and it reminded you of of how you get to this point. And you know, Dennis Savard is there. Dennis Savard was the most. He saved hockey in Chicago in the '90s. I'll say that he was just an extraordinary talent, and he deserves to be up there someday. And I thought it was super cool when when Chris is telling. Kaner, you'll have this day. This will happen for you. And, you know, there's Marion Hosa for the love of God. Marion Hosa. The only guy that I didn't see was Taze, and I never heard him referenced. And it, I think he kind of, I don't know. I, I think he was kind of there in spirit, maybe. Yeah, mo- most likely. Most likely. I mean, uh, Taze has been kind of incognito, but I mean, the night clearly was about. Uh, you know, celebrating Chris Chelios and, <clears throat> and to a lot of extent, uh, celebrating Patrick Kane. And, you know, the the thing that really struck me uh, with the way Chelios kind of r- ran his own ceremony is that he, he made it a lot about Chicago. You know, he, he made it about, you know, I am a Chicago native son. 
You know, I lived and died with the championships and disappointments, you know, not just my own. Uh, you know, after the speech, he talked about how close a lot of the Blackhawks of the 90s were to those 90s Bulls, you know, that they used to scrimmage with each other. And that's how he became so close to Michael Jordan and Dennis Rodman. And, you know, they would hang out in bars. And, and it was just, in a way, it just felt like a different era. Like, I, I just don't know if the sports has that kind of culture anymore. Phil, it can't. Social media, right? right? I mean, the bonds that, like, yes. Chris Chelios yeah. and Dennis Rodman out on a Saturday night in Chicago. You know, that can't happen now because of social no. media, simply. Like, that's what, so the bonds aren't created, right? Those those moments where you're out and having life experiences with each other, crossing, you know, different sports to bring celebrities, you know, from from their respective spaces. It just, that that's where it can happen. And it is, it is unfortunate because when you're looking at a guy like Connor Bedard, the age that he is and, you know, where, how long he's going to spend in Chicago to try to bring this team back to prominence. I mean, it's going to take some time, but it would have been cool to kind of have those stories for him to tell. Because his stories, when he's on that podium, like Chris Chelios was mentioning about Kaner and yes. such, his stories are going to be way different. Oh, yeah. I mean, the, the things <clears throat> that Chelios was saying, like, like, I mean, he admitted and we, and. You know, the story was already out that uh, he's like, hey, you know, I don't I don't care anymore. Uh, you know, before I got treated, I, you know, I was arrested the night before. And, and Gary Suter talked to me and talked about that and how, you know, he got involved. Uh, you know, he, he didn't know Shelly else was scuffling with cops. He just saw that his buddy was in trouble. He jumped right in. I, I can't imagine an athlete now just being that candid about, uh, you know, it, an, an encounter with police. It, it would just be treated differently now. You know what I'm saying? You're not going to have those kind so of rough true. and tumble experiences yeah. uh, that you used to have of old. Uh, in some ways, it's good, you know, keep them out of trouble. But in some ways, you know, like you said, when you're looking back, telling these stories about, you know, we we're hanging out in the bar and, you know, we got into this scrape and then we did that. <laughs> I just don't know. You're going to have those old kind of old school, you know, fairy tales anymore. It, you know, the the other thing that is kind of extraordinary is that Chris is clearly like the greatest American defenseman ever. And Kaner might be the greatest American player ever when it's all said and done. So, I, you know, I know hockey, the NHL is very it's it's a Canadian sport. And we always talk about. Uh, that element, but Chris Chelios's life story is pretty extraordinary. You know, going, moving to San Diego, winding up with Moose Jaw, winding up at Wisconsin, drafted by the the uh, Montreal Canadiens, and, and just the 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 fact that he played forever. That guy played till he was forty eight years old in the NHL. It's ridiculous. Oh, absolutely. I mean. You hit the point exactly. I mean, the way he was telling it, you would think he would never have turned out to be an NHL player, much less, you know, the godfather of American hockey. Uh, I mean, at the time, before Moose Jaw, uh, he said he was basically a surfer in San right. Diego, just looking to get into recreational hockey. Uh, he said when, uh, you know, uh, he went to uh, Moose Jaw and then Wisconsin, he, he didn't know how to be a defenseman. Like, he was taught how to be a defenseman 
through, you know, before he went to the NHL. And you would think, oh, he had been doing this for years, becoming one of the greatest defensemen in, in hockey. It's just like, it's almost like he's the Forrest Gump of hockey. <laughs> the way his story <laughs> kind of unfolds uh, is it's incredible. And I thought it was awesome the way that he talked about Dick Butkus is the and he became friends with Butkus and 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 saw Dick uh, shortly I think like a month before uh, Dick Butkus passed away they had lunch together and you know just the idea like Chicago guy made good you know local guy the number retired by the local team I thought that was just a special moment to talk about those two and and what they meant. Uh, to people who love the sports. No, absolutely. And as uh, he was sure to point out during his speech, you know, he, you know, Chelios and Buckus are, you know, one of two yeah. to have their yeah. Yeah, uh, number retired in their hometown. So, uh, I mean, he, I mean, this, this guy, you know, you cut him, he probably bleeds the Chicago flag. <laughs> you know, right. The, All three colors. <laughs> either red, white, and light blue. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, uh, he, he was just about everything uh, Chicago and an appreciation for, you know, the, the kind of that South Side uh, ethic uh, that a lot of those guys have. So, uh, you know, he when it comes to that, you know, he's pretty authentic. Who's yeah. next? Who who do you think is next on that group? You know, we mentioned, you know, Savard probably belongs in that group, in my opinion. I've heard people talk about Larmer being a, like a secret Hall of Famer that never was appreciated enough. Maybe he's a guy. That that whole team, you know, you saw, you saw, um, you know, Duncan Keith sitting there and and Seabrook and <laughs> um, well, Hose I believe is already up there, and maybe even Patrick Sharp, although wasn't to the manner born that spoon fed yeah. uh you know it, it's just there's so there were so many great players on those blackhawk teams some of whom had to leave right i mean we yes, we still yeah. see panarin out there we still see you know the brinket is playing with kane on that line it's just weird how good that group was that went through here and how they're all elsewhere yeah but going back to your earlier point uh I think you hit it on the head uh, in hockey circles, some media, I think there is some grassroots support for Steve Larmer. Uh, just very unappreciated for, uh, you know, what he's done, what he's meant. And, and it's just, you know, well-liked. So uh, maybe he's next. Uh, you know, I've heard some support for Seabrook whenever he officially mm-hmm. retires, but, you know, he has to. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, he he has to go through that. But there's, you know, there are a lot of people uh, campaigning for him on different fronts as well. Phil, uh, before we let you go, I got to ask, you know, you're looking at this team currently as it sits at the bottom of their conference. You know, they have a bright spot in Bedard. They're obviously, you know, trying to add some talent. But how many years, right? I don't want to say how far away, but how many years <laughs> until not not. Not to where they're, you know, the same as the Blackhawks of the 2010 or the Chris Chelios. When do they start winning a little bit? Yeah, Yeah. get on the other side of this. Minimum two years, right? (laughs) Yes, yeah. No, I was going to say it's it's probably going to be two years because, 
you know, you you have a lot of guys, you know, they're at different stages. It's not like they're all in Rockford right now. I mean, you got guys like uh, Colton Dock that will probably be coming up. You got Oliver Moore that could be sharing, you know, at Minnesota, you could be sharing a line with, uh, I almost call him Patrick Kane, Connor Bedard one day. That's a Freudian slip. Uh, <laughs> you know, if, if uh, lightning strikes twice, uh, the Hawks could end up with Macklin Celebrini, and then you have, you know, two lines with one with Bedard, one with Celebrini. Um, I mean, they could be your your new McDavid and Drysaitel uh, of the Edmonton Oilers. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they got a lot of young pieces. Alex Vlasic has turned into a fine. Um, you know, you have Kevin Korchinski. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not saying that he's going to turn out to be Kale McCarr, but. Uh, you know, he, he's an offensive defenseman. So you just have to give uh, – and defensemen take longer to develop. you got to give these guys a little breathing room. You know, maybe you start seeing some inkling, some flashes next season. But it's probably going to be at least another two years. And like you mentioned, you know, they got two more first-round draft picks this year and then yeah. two more first-round draft picks the next year. Uh, so there, there's – and all these guys aren't going to make it, but – you know, you're stocking the pipeline. You're you're really flooding the pipeline. Uh, it's kind of like a shotgun theory. You know, you, you throw a bunch against the wall and, you know, see what hits. Yeah, I, I mean, Oliver Moore at some point. I know he's only 19, but hell, I mean, is uh, you know, Bedard's 18. Uh, Frankie Nozar. They're, they're, they've got a yeah. lot of young players that will be up here in the next year or two. So that that's good. We don't even know though, you know what they need to who their Marion Hosa is. You know who's coming uh, once they start getting really good and ready to start attacking. That's a few years away, I suppose. Well, also consider right now, you know they have to, they have to sign people just to reach the floor. Right. So they're going to have some money when free agents come up. That's the question that you know we're trying to get at with Kyle Davidson right now is. Like, when do you start adding pieces in free agency? Because it's not going to all be done uh, through the draft. It's like like you mentioned, you know, Marion Hosa, they brought him in at just the right time. You know, he, he had the experience. Uh, you know, he couldn't quite get there, and he was that missing piece. And they're building a foundation uh, to help bridge to the era with guys, you know, veterans like Nick Foligno and, and Jason Dickinson um, that are leading by example, uh, instilling a new culture, you know, not to say there was anything wrong with the Taze Kane culture at all, obviously, but, you know, this team's got to form its own identity and step out of that shadow. And you have to have guys like that, that like that to help get you there. Phil, great stuff. Thanks for jumping on. I know you got a, a lot of long nights ahead of you yet this year, sadly, <laughs> but uh, but that was a glorious one yesterday all the way around. A lot of fun. Uh, absolutely, and thank you so much, guys, for having me on. That is Phil Thompson. That's fun stuff. What a day yesterday for the Blackhawks. And, you know, combining all of the past and all that means with what you're doing right now, um, always a fun thing to do. They, you know what they do? A first-class job, and they have for a while. It, it's just extraordinary 
I thought they did a hell of a lot better than the Ring of Honor. What do you think? Yeah, I think the Blackhawks have the luxury of having, you know, them being an actual storied franchise for decades where mm. the Bulls had an era and yes. they've been trying to capitalize on that. And people are just like, ah, give me something else. Where the Blackhawks can say, well, we have Connor Bedard, we had Patrick Kane that we're that we're celebrating here, and Chris Chelios. It's like it's just a different. Yeah, you're right. It's completely. You're different. right. Totally different deal. All right, three one two six forty four sixty seven sixty seven. They're heading to uh, Indianapolis. The combine getting going. We're going to talk a little bit. We'll uh, we'll get back to the Peter King plan. We'll talk about whether or not there will be any. Clarity this week. It's Molly and Hall. We've got Gabe Ramirez, Chicago Sports Radio 6-7. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Mully and Hall, Chicago Sports Radio 670 of the score. Was it that funny? That's very funny. (laughs) That's very, that was last year. They went to the combine and they brought in the guys and they wanted to loosen them up a little so they they would have a fun little competition. They played darts or putt-putt golf. Yeah. Yeah. Wanted to see how competitive they were. Is that what they wanted? Yeah, I believe so. I think they just wanted to loosen them up a little, (laughs) try to get to get them feeling good. I don't know that. Can you show your real competitiveness if you're no good at putt putt golf? Yeah, because you'd still want to win. Maybe you'd say, right. "Hey, let's play again. Let's go another nine holes okay. or whatever." You know, another nine. <laughs> don't you run out of time in the interview? Then <laughs> I'm just asking. I, I mean, whatever. I just don't know that that's going to reveal Could your you imagine? true. Compa- I think it's just to loosen guys up. Hey, Ryan Poles. Hey, Maddie Bruce. How you guys doing? Hey, son. Pick up that golf club right there. We're playing some putt putt. Yeah. Well, you know, here's a dart and here's a golf ball. You choose. You failed. You're out. Yeah. <laughs> You're out. Get out of this room. I think I can't golf for anything. Um. Why don't you like my Drake May? Uh. You, yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's interesting. You said. Um, that you want them to take Drake May, I, I you're the guy then, huh? Oh, it's I me. think I'm by myself. I think Drake Drake May is kind of a created player. Um, no way. 
I think he fits the prototype, right? If you were going to, you know, six foot four, the size, the arm strength, I think he's, I think this is how you get in trouble um, with drafts. If you start rating guys higher based on if they fit a certain profile of a player. Now, there are some people that will not take a quarterback unless he's that height, unless he fits those what they consider prerequisites for the position. I just don't know. Um, I just I worry that the tape doesn't support um, the kind of physical ability that he shows. Do you know what I mean? Like he he looks better than he plays. Is that is that overstating it? His college I think that's, career. I think that's sim- have, simplifying it too haven't much. Haven't you haven't you gone down the route of a North Carolina quarterback and uh, come up short? I, I if, if, so to speak. If, if that's what we're doing, then I mean, we, we can no longer take you know quarterbacks from Vanderbilt or or Ohio State anymore. Or I mean, that's just you you can't have that mindset I'm going. I'm just in. making a joke about Mitch Trubisky. That's I know. All. I know. I, I think that. Um, you know, I think that if you take a, a quarterback, you should take Caleb Williams. That's a guy again that you've waited for him to come out. You um, you look at him. Had he come out last year, I think he'd have been drafted over um, C.J. Stroud, who should have been number one, and Bryce Young, who was number one. And I think he'd have been the top player taken in that draft. Yeah, coming off of a Heisman Trophy winning season, I mean, yeah. I'm sure he would have been up yeah. there. I think that for me, it's about draft compensation. It's not simply putting up Drake May against Caleb Williams. It's if you take Caleb Williams, then you're missing out on, like Peter King mentioned. So you want to trade down one and then take Drake May. Is that yes. it? I want okay. draft capital and a quarterback, okay. and I want Justin Fields. So you want to keep Justin Fields and have Drake May line up behind him. Mark Grody, you know, him and I, obviously, we do a lot of shows together. Sure. He told me at the beginning of last season that it's okay to be greedy. Well, I, And I think I mean, that's what I want. I don't think that's greedy, honestly. Yeah, where you I get think, the draft capital, the backup quarterback, and you keep Justin. I, I, well, no, I, I that, that's not greedy. I think that you could make an argument, and I've heard the argument because I do the pre and post with uh, Olin Krutz and Patrick Manley, and we have talked about this idea that the Bears have failed to select, develop at the quarterback position. And, you know, you talk to anyone, if you were to take the number one overall pick in Caleb Williams, that means you got to get rid of Justin Fields because they can't compete for that job. And their argument is, well, conventional, conventionally, that may be true, but so many so many teams have failed doing that, just taking one guy and replacing another guy. Why not keep them both? They've made that argument. Have, have the two guys there, have them compete for the job, and then work it out and figure it out as you go along. And a lot of people hate that idea because they think that it might not be a fair competition and you – get the teammates involved and you could create sort of dysfunction within the team. I I think whatever way they've gone about it has failed. Whatever way they've done it over (laughs) the years, I'm being honest here, has just not worked. So if you want to try something that flies in the face of convention, go ahead and do it because 
nothing you've done has been right. So try something else. Yeah, I think the Bears are still, you know, a couple years away from competing at the highest level. And clearly they still need to make additions, not only to starters, but to create some depth. And for me, in my mind, I see a, I guess when I'm trying to add logic to this, I say, okay, well, if you're telling me that Caleb Williams is Patrick Mahomes and that Drake May is Justin Herbert, if I get Justin Herbert and a bunch of picks to make my team better, then I'm good with that. Yeah. And, and, and still having would the you opportunity trade, to see Would you trade Justin the number good. one pick for, for uh, Justin Herbert? Would I trade the number one pick? The I don't number think that's one enough. overall pick you have. Would and you then trade it for I, him? I guess it depends on what compensation I'm getting for Justin Fields because if I'm trying to hold true to my I want draft picks and a good quarterback, then I'd so have, you'd have, I'd have to, to trade know. Justin Fields. You would make a deal. You give up the number one overall pick. That's all they're asking for, yeah. for for uh, Justin Herbert. He's now your starting quarterback, and you trade, uh, and then what? Then, Justin then for you a get, second. You get J.J. McCarthy at the bottom of the first round or no. with your your second. You want to be greedy with your second of two top ten picks? Well, I'm not ta- if I got Justin Herbert, I'm not taking – I'm not wasting a top draft pick on a backup quarterback at that point. So your backup is, is – um, Tyson Bajan. Tyson Bajan. <laughs> or, you know, you, All right. No, I'm yeah. just asking. Yeah, yeah. I'm asking. Justin Herbert, Tyson Bajan, and a second-round pick for Justin Fields? You, you know? then get a second-round pick for Justin Fields. We're playing this game of just yeah. making up stuff. Yeah, yeah. 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 No, and I think I'm all of it that. is making up stuff. I'm here for I, that. I think it's all just like yeah. the giant make-up-stuff game. Do you trust um, Ryan Poles to make the right decision? Yeah. Same. I think Ryan Poles has done a really good job. Same. And I, I feel good about him. Um, you know, no team ever has had the number one pick two years running and not taken a quarterback. <laughs> but how many teams have had the first pick two years running? I, I Cincinnati one year. Cleveland didn't Cleveland they have did they did it. They had they took um, they took Wilkinson the tackle, and then they came back and took Kajana Carter, who ended up getting hurt, not having a real career. So that was bad. But you, you know you. Probably, if you got the number one overall pick, probably need to get to the quarterback position sooner than later, right? Yeah, Browns did it, had it twice, 99-2000, and then in 2017-2018. Oh, I got, I'd have to click a couple more. Oh, all right. You got to do more clicking. Yeah, I got to do more clicking. Was it Orlando Brown? Uh, give me a couple more seconds to scroll He's down. He's clicking. The only team ever to first, blah, 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 separate occasions, Cleveland decided the best way to Miles Garrett in 2017-2018. Mm-hmm. 20, and then, oh, man, I'm not clicking fast enough. Sorry, guys. Give me some more seconds. Yeah, I'll, I'll kill time so you can tell us what, what they should do. Look, I, I think that um, I think we're going to hear a ton of information, a bunch of wild rumors. Tim you'll Couch. Have, you'll have Tim Couch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that didn't work out too well. No, no, that's okay. <laughs> uh, I believe – Cade McNown like ran off with his girlfriend. You knew Tim really? Couch was in trouble. Yeah, he he was dating. I think Heather Kozar. Do you remember her? Bernie's daughter? Um, no. <laughs> and then uh, and then all of a sudden she was dating uh, Cade McNown. I don't think it worked out for any of those crazy couples. <laughs> for any of those people. But yeah, that's pretty wild. Um, again, I think that when we start talking about the combine, this is very uh, this is ripe with all sorts of rumors and there will be hundreds of thousands of rumors regarding fields and who wants him 
and you know, oh, Mike Tomlin loves him. He's going to the Steelers. No, he's going home. Definitely going to Atlanta. There'll be all that stuff floating around out there. And then there will be all sorts of um, ideas of what the Bears are going to do with the first pick, and they're going to meet with everybody, and they're going to you're going to find out that they secretly love some people other than who the conventional pick would be. So, you know, it's it's interesting. It's kind of fascinating. I think the other element is how many quarterbacks are going to be taken in the top ten in this draft. You know, there there are a lot of teams that need help at the quarterback position, and there are a lot of teams that were going to try to move up to get in a position to take a quarterback, and that would indicate if indeed, like a lot of people are saying, four quarterbacks go in the top ten picks, and it could be fairly high. There could be like four quarterbacks in the top seven, eight picks. If that happens, the Bears' second pick of the first round is going to be a doozy. They're going to do very well with that second pick, the number nine pick in the draft, their own pick, and they'll be able to to get a combination of players that's fairly spectacular. Yeah, the other side of that is the other side of that coin is the one that most people are are fearful of, and that is that you know three quarterbacks, three wide receivers go in the first six, two offensive linemen off the board by the time the Bears get up there, yep. and they're you know. Stuck, not stuck, but they, it's Brock Bowers and Jared Verse, right? Like a defensive end. Sure. So that's why I think. Uh, you think they'd be stuck taking a defensive end? I mean, do you think that if they get the first defensive player off the board, that's a, that's a great point. That means they're stuck. I, I mean, I, I'm saying. I hear you. I, my I, word choice. I believe if you get the first offensive player and the first defensive player selected in a draft. That is a pretty damn good haul of players. That's a nice way to go about building up your team. They need another pass rusher on this defense. They need more help on the interior on this defense. They're they're fine. They played really well, and the Montez Sweat move was great. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But do you need more? Yeah, you need more. I think. And, that- and where are they? You know, they got to make a decision on the cornerback. I get it. They got nothing but money, and the and the caps going up even more. So they should be able to do anything they want in term. But I mean, you know, they need things out of the draft that we never talk about. They got to get a center. Now, is that in free agency? Is that in the draft? You know, they get rid of Eddie Jackson. They're going to need a starting safety. Whether that's out of the draft, whether that's you know some free agent move. You know, we don't talk about things like the punter. You need a punter. You know, so you need to pick up like a sixth or seventh round pick and get one of these young guys that's going to come in here and be able to boom the ball and help you in different ways. I, I'm not. I'm just saying these are not priority selections. But you got to get a lot of different guys out of a draft, and and you go into it and you say to yourself, well, we're going to take the best player available, best player available. And then the reality comes in where you are done drafting and you've filled every need you went in with, right? Yeah. Oh, it just so happened. The whole thing fell perfectly for us. Right. No, you make decisions based on what you need. And that's why I think the number ninth pick, Mully, is one that I think they'll move move off of because – You think they'll trade out of the number nine pick? If you have two firsts – If they don't trade out of the number one. Right, if they, exactly. Barring that they do not trade out of the one, they're going – I assume that they're going to move the nine because – then at that point, your next pick is until 75. 
in the third round. Yeah. And then you have two fourths. Unless in- you trade Justin Fields and you get a second-round pick and maybe a sixth-rounder. So you and get that's your punter hope. and you get – I'm just saying. That's, it, the hope. It, that's what I'm saying. Right. So they, they have to be smart with what they're doing because right. there are holes to fill. And if you're using one and nine, let's assume they don't trade them, then you, you don't have much draft capital to right. work with to fill right. in those rosters. Third-round pick's pretty good. You can get a good player in the third round. You can get a good player in the fifth. There, there are good players throughout the draft. It's just, have you done Picking your research? Picking correctly. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But I, I like what – I like what this group has done thus far. Agreed. I think it's pretty good, and I think you feel good about it moving forward. I would caution people to remember, and I I think that based on what happened at the end of the season, the decisions they made, and and really the news conference they held, we need to remind people they lost 10 games. (laughs) Like, they did start 0-4. They did lose – three games they should have won because they had a big lead and they blew it at the end. It, it is it is real easy to pretend like they're very close to being a playoff yeah. team. It's real easy. But the reality is that they lost 10 games, and that's not a good thing to lose 10 games. And they haven't <laughs> been a playoff team in a while, and they haven't won a playoff game in even longer and so, you know, you got to keep building and keep moving forward and keep getting more. Yeah, when you're thinking about the biggest gaps, you know, you're looking at the wide receiver position, and that's why I go back to the nine spot, you know, needing to trade down. Because if you're going one Caleb, nine, a defensive uh, end, now you're third round hoping you're getting a, a, a wide receiver that can contribute because you have to address that. But again, it's about— What if Roma Doomsday is sitting there at nine? Got to take him immediately. A lot of people have projected. I can't imagine it happening. Yeah, it could happen. There's a couple of really good offensive tackles, and that's a position when teams look at their team that a lot of times they won't say, wow, we, you know, we need a foundational receiver. They'll say we need a, a foundational blocker. We need a, you know, that's how, you know, it, I know it's not sexy to draft offensive linemen, but boy, you yeah. can load up on those guys and really get better in a hurry. Especially if you can get them down at nine. I just, again, I, I'm fearful of the three quarterback, three receiver, two offensive linemen in the first eight. I thought, That's why you need I the quarterback. I thought we decided slimy. four quarterbacks were going in the first. Who's the fourth? J.J. McCarthy. No, who are you, Hub Arkish? No, I think J.J. <laughs> is a pretty good player. I, and I think his, his value, he's going to throw at the combine. Maybe we see his value um, raise up a little bit. I hope. I hope yeah. there's, five, oh, there's five quarterbacks taken in the first right. seven picks. That'd be great. But your guy, Drake May. Um, you know, obviously Jaden Daniels, Caleb Williams, and then Michael Penix. There could be Michael Penix probably go later. Yeah, obviously, I'm throwing the guys that could potentially. No, but, be but there. his problem is his knees. Yeah. He's had he's had you know two bad knee surgeries, and that's not good. And teams, you know, you you want a guy. The reason the combine is in Indy is because of the number of hospitals within proximity of where everybody stays. That's the only reason. Is that real? Oh, yeah. That, because the combine is really a medical check, and everybody gets, gets MRIs, and they get all sorts of X-rays, and every team kind of does that a little bit differently. You may have to go to um, the combine. They have a thing that people don't talk about. It's called the combine recheck where if you have any kind of an issue before the draft, you go back and they look at it again, medically oh, wow. speaking. Yeah, that's, that's, that's how 
um, uh, sweat fell so far in the draft. They thought he had this heart issue that was going to prevent him from being, you know, a great player. And they took him later than they would have based on this kind of imaginary uh, illness that never really was there. That's incredible. I did not know that. That's why the combine is in India. It's because of the medical facilities. That's all it is. That's what the combine is more than anything else. Right. You got to make sure your assets are You got to make sure that, yeah, if (laughs) if you had some sort of surgery, how did the leg set, how did everything go, and how does it look now? And that all will so impact. So it's a doctor combine, too. Yeah, I would say. Because <laughs> there's got to be more doctors. Yeah, oh, there's tons of doctors there, yeah. and every team has their doctors there. I would say and it's very bovine. You're just like, mm, you're lined up like cattle going into these places. But I would say that if you see a player fall, you know, if the guy's wearing a gas mask the day before the draft and you think he's got a drug issue or whatever, that, then you see a guy fall. But mainly, it's it's medically related. Yeah. Or if his urine comes back that he's pregnant, then you know you got something. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's happened. I'm sure. All right. We got Dan and Lawrence joining us next. It's Mully and Haw with Gabe Ramirez on the score. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.